Good morning. Are you ready for the word? Amen. This week uh, is a message that uh, we do each year. At least we've done it the last couple of years. And it's a message of preparation for something that we do in January. And you already got some of the handouts there. You might figure it out. Uh, it's called a fast. And I know that everybody said, oh, the preacher's talking about fasting. I'm ready to run. Don't want to hear about that. Uh, fasting is not one of our favorite uh, subjects or one of our favorite things we might not, we like to do. But uh, I tell you, God's going to teach us here today, give us a greater understanding concerning fasting and, and what we can expect and what you can receive from God. This morning, if you'll open up your hearts and you'll listen to the Lord and listen to what the Word has to say, God can transform your life. There's a heathen king called uh, Jonah, Nineveh, and he was the king of Nineveh, an ungodly man, heathen. I mean, you know, they were so bad, God was going to wipe them out. But they got one word from one man, a prophet of God, and he received that word of God and called the nation to prayer and fasting. I'm already way over in the message. But he called, it, he called them to prayer and to fasting. And God spared them. God put away the judgment. You might feel like you're the least of. You might feel like you're the worst of. You might feel like you failed the most. But that matters not in the eyes of the Lord. Just receive that word from God here today. And watch what God will do if you will answer the call. The day that we live in, we're in a time when people run to and fro. Daniel saw that. God spoke it to him and said, And men shall run to and fro and knowledge shall be increased. Knowledge increasing at a rate of a doubling every year or two. We can't keep up with it. We're running to and fro and learning how to run faster. More and more machines to get us there quicker. And there's so much going on that so much, it's so easy to bypass the weapons and the power and the presence and the, and the, the, the teachings of God. We can, we can just pass right by it. But here today, God's speaking to you to reveal to you what He has set in motions from creation, what He's set in motion for mankind, a way in which we can literally come to the hill of the Lord and come into the presence of Almighty God. And he's producing and showing us a way where we can go forth and do that. And one of the ways is fasting. Now, you may have never fasted before, but we have some handouts here. Got several things that are listed in here. Why we fast. You can go through those things. Uh, how to begin the fast. Preparing spiritually. We're going to talk about some of that today. Uh, deciding what to fast and in what type of fast. Because there's listed on the other side. How long are you going to fast? Now, our fast time starts in January. January the 6th. So we're doing this a little ahead of time, give you plenty of time to prepare and to decide what you're going to do and uh, maybe get your body ready after eating all those sweets and junk for the last week or so and uh, get prepared so that you can go into a fast. Uh, so you decide um, how long. Uh, now we're going to start at the 21-day period, a 21-day period. Now some will do a 21-day fast. And those that do the 21 day fast be doing what's called a Daniel fast. 
A Daniel fast is not a total fast. It's one of the types. Uh, you have another brochure there, a trifold there that explains the Daniel fast, what to eat, what you can eat. There's a website you can go there and get recipes, so on and so forth. Then, uh, uh, what to expect during a fast. A little bit of information on there, how to end the fast. So there's a full fast, liquids only. The Daniel fast, a three-day fast. You may want to do a, seri- a couple of three-day fasts during that time. Uh, there's, there's plenty of options. You don't want to get under condemnation about what you do or don't do or how much. And if you hear about somebody who went the whole 21 days and all they did was water, God bless them. <laughs> and He will, literally. You know, it's not easy task. But we have a 21-day period in which we're going to do as much of the fasting that we can. Then uh, uh, partial fast, there's scripture references and corporate fasting. So this is a corporate fast, actually. And a corporate fast is something where, uh, like these kings that have, uh, and others, the men and women of God, have heard the, word of the, the voice of the Lord and, and, and called a corporate fast for the church. So corporately fasting together. Uh, so this is what we're going to be doing during this time. So uh, if you have any questions, you can call us, ask us about it. And we'll be glad to answer those questions for you. But the purpose of fasting, the first thing here, I've got a definition. And there's many different definitions. One of the simple definitions, don't eat. <laughs> they didn't, you know, no eating. No food. Uh, but a way to seek God by denying the physical in order to focus on the spiritual. Denying the physical to focus on the spiritual. And there's one way you do this through not eating. That's physical. Also, there's other things that you can deny yourself of. Entertainment, sweets, or, or different other, other physical things. But so that you can focus. God knew how we are as human beings and how we were created. And we have to concentrate the focus. So when you're not eating and you're fasting, you're not doing your routine, it's a daily reminder. It's a reminder to you that you are seeking God, that you're praying. So it keeps your focus. So your focus goes back. You know that any time when you have been drawn to the Lord and you keep your focus on Him, any week of your life or month or year that you have focused and stayed focused on Him, it makes a total difference in your life. It sure does. So this is why God has chosen fasting as a way to worship Him. The title of the message is Worshiping God in the Fast. Worshiping God in the Fast. So fasting is... A mature response to the Holy Spirit uh, when Spirit, the Holy Spirit speaks to us. A guiding, a leading of the Lord to go into fast and, and to be drawn to the Lord. We're listening to and receiving the direction of the Holy Spirit. In Job chapter 23, verse 12, it says, I have not departed from the commandment of His lips. I have treasured the words of His mouth more than my necessary food. So fasting... Is, is a pure message to ourselves, and it's a message to God that we treasure the words of His mouth more than that necessary food. And that is a message that we need in our own lives so that we're an overcomer of that physical realm, flesh realm, living as the spiritual men and women God of God that He's called us to. Now, Jesus is our example. He fasted for 40 days. We see that in the Word of God. Now... Uh, he, he came out of that fast and he began his ministry. And he began, began his ministry in power. He began his ministry 
bringing forth miracles, setting the captive free, glorifying the name of the Heavenly Father. So when we fast and do the same, we follow His example and we come out in power. In whatever area of our life, need or necessary, the power of God is released. In Matthew chapter 6, He spoke about how we are to worship the Lord. He gave three important ways to truly worship, the, to worship God. First was in, he talked about in giving and in finances. And we just did that a few moments ago, in giving. It is a form of worship. Then in prayer. Then he spoke about prayer on the Sermon on the Mount in chapter 6. Then he spoke about fasting. Now, as he did that, the first thing that he did was he brought a correction And he corrected the religious mentality concerning giving, praying, and fasting. It was to be done unto the Lord and not to be seen. It was done uh, unto God and unto Him alone. And uh, because what would happen, they made it religious. And that's one of the stigmas that you hear today or people think of today when they think about fasting. Oh, you know religious kind of thing, the monks and all this kind of stuff. You know, it, 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 it still carries that today. Even prayer, the same thing. It still carries that. So God corrected. Here's what your problem is. You just made it religious. You made it all about you. So he said, you give to be seen. You pray that others may hear how religious and great you are. You fast so that you can draw attention to yourself. But he began to show them how to do it and to do it properly. Giving unto God. Giving glory unto the Lord. And he said to them, when you give, not if you give. When you pray, not if you pray. When you fast, not if you fast. So we find that if you truly want to go and be close to the Heavenly Father, if you truly want to worship Him, and if you truly want your life to be a life after God and the things of God, then there's three ways that you're going to worship Him. You're going to worship Him in your giving. You're going to worship Him in your praying. You're going to worship Him in your fasting. Powerful and dynamic. When you find that things are starting to fall apart, issues are starting to happen, you'll find out that you're, you're, you're missing one of these three. Or maybe more than one. <laughs> and it's a, a, a need or a wake-up call to go. And I remember a man saying one time, he says, you know, when, 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 my, when, when, the, when, when things started hitting me in my pocketbook, when my finances, when my finances, he said, I always knew that was God trying to get my attention. Because this guy, I mean, he, he, he liked to make money and, and it was up there pretty high, you know. So... This is where, if God, he said, God's wanting my attention with something. And many of the times when God wanted to correct him in his life in something that he was oblivious of, he'd be hitting in his finances. Now, somebody, I can just hear the wheels rolling now. I wonder what's going on in my life. Oh, Lord, help me. I need more money. There's this and that going on. Our whole nation is that way. Do you think God's trying to get a hold of our nation and get our attention and focus? I think he is. That's a bunny trail. We'll go back, though. I get on bunny trail. I'll be here all day. Told TJ I got a short message. It's getting longer as the minutes go. My goodness, my goodness. Anyway, unto the Lord. So we humble ourselves and we fast 
just like we do when we, and with the right heart and the right spirit like we do with our giving and with our prayer. And Jesus promises to reward us openly when we do that. Praying, fasting together multiplies the power and the release. Do not forget, I'll say it more than once today, do not forget to add your prayer to that. Just to fast without praying doesn't do a whole lot of good. Get some toxins out of your body, make you feel a little better later on, that's about it. Prayer with it multiplies uh, the results of that, of, of fasting. So for those who desire to really walk after and clear after the Lord like never before, get after these three most powerful means of worship. And if you want that precious intimacy with God, then spend time in prayer and fasting and do not forget to give. So let's just add that here. Let's talk about January. January is the month we're going to be doing our fasting. January is also notorious for, uh, and you wouldn't know this unless you're counting the offerings, <laughs> unless you're one of the counters or, or you look at church finances. One of the things that I find out that January is one of, if not the lowest giving month of the year. And you think, well, why? Everybody's still, you know, things are still going on. Why is it less? Well, I, I, my, I don't know. I think one of the ideas is that we realize we spent more on Christmas than we should have. Okay? So, uh, so it becomes a month uh, of less giving. But I think that we can turn that around in this church. Not only turn it around, but that when we multiply the results of our fasting with prayer, now we're going to multiply it once again with giving. And I think it would be great in this fast that you determine also a gift that you will give unto the Lord of your finances. You're worshiping God. Yes, will it be a sacrifice? Yes, it'll be a sacrifice. Is fasting a sacrifice? Yes. Taking time from not the entertainment and doing your own thing and praying, is that a sacrifice? Yes, it's a sacrifice. But God guarantees transformation, change, and deliverance, and we'll try to get into all those kind of things as we do that. So combining combining. <clears throat> the power of, of fasting with prayer brings a more dynamic results. Praying alone might be enough, but sometimes it's not enough. Uh, get you a prayer list. When you start this, do a prayer list. List the things. I've listed the things in my prayer time, and list, I'll tell you what, it makes such a difference. You can focus on that. You can go back. Those things that concern you. He said he'll perfect that. List the things that you need. Breakthroughs. Don't be shy about it. Let God know. He says, you have not because you ask not. Whatever it is in your life, the things that don't make you happy, the things that are not right, and you know they're not right, whether it be family, yourself, no matter what it is, and finances, no matter whatever, make a prayer list and continue to bring that back to the Lord in that and, and in your prayer time. And watch what God will do. I guarantee you, you will see results and you will see the hand of God. Why? Because God loves you and He desires this for you. And he wants you to have and receive the, the, uh, the blessings of God, all the blessings of God. Jonah in chapter 3, like I said earlier, they, he called uh, Nineveh, king of Nineveh, prayer and fasting. Queen Esther, she called her people to pray and fast for three days uh, because they were in trouble. They were about to be slaughtered. And God heard and answered their prayers. So fasting intensifies tries the prayer power. Uh, total, it shows your total dependency upon God. It causes us to realize that we are 
not sufficient in ourselves. And it causes us to turn from our, our self-sufficiency and turn to Him and truly look to see to Him. It adds an urgency to it. Do you know that people who are hungry do strange things? <laughs> and they also do uh, desperate things when they get hungry. So it's a part of the focus to get us to do and really seek and, and cry out to God. It shows our utter helpful, helpful, helplessness. Pfft, helplessness. It shows it <laughs> to be able to, to control the situations or circumstances that's in our life. It shows God, it shows ourselves that we are truly dependent upon Him. Mighty men and women of God who have humbled themselves and fasted and prayed. Here's a quick list. Hannah, after being taunted uh, and fasted and prayed for God to give her a child. If you want to have a child, you can't have a child, try fasting and praying together. Amen? Samuel led the nation in a fast, in fasting for the sinful ways of the nation. And that was in 1 Samuel chapter uh, 7. Daniel fasted when his son uh, by Bathsheba was dying. And then Daniel also fasted when he sought the specific guidance from God. Esther fasted for making his, before making her request to, king, uh, to the king. Paul and Barnabas, or uh, before in Antioch, the elders, well, before they sent Paul and Barnabas out as the first missionaries, the church fasted and prayed, laid hands on the them. In chapter 13. Chapter 14, Paul and Barnabas, after they'd been laid hands on, fasted over and prayed, they went out, started churches, uh, and laid hands, and fasted and prayed, and laid hands on the elders, and appointed elders in the churches. So, we see the principle of fasting and prayer. We're going to look at Isaiah chapter 58. In Isaiah 58, uh, we see a, a list of, of re, uh, purposes, benefits, results of fasting. In Isaiah chapter 58, verse 6, Isaiah 58, verse 6 and 7. Is this not the fast that I have chosen? I loose the bonds of wickedness, or to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke. Is it not to share your bread with the hungry, and that you bring to your house uh, the poor who are cast out? When you see the naked, that you, owe, uh, that you cover him, and not hide yourself from your own flesh. First thing that he did in the first fuses before that, he corrected them again, just like Jesus did. He said, hey, isn't this a fast I've calling? You're just, you're just putting, you're just doing all this stuff just to be seen, basically is what he was saying. So this is a, this is a fast that I have chosen. It's a God-chosen fast. And uh, when you go to the fast, it's a leading by the Spirit. And you say, well, wait a minute, I don't know if I feel like fasting in January or not. You're just, well... There, there, are, there are levels of authority in your life. And when the leaders of the church were led by the Spirit to call a corporate fast, then that's your leading. Can you say amen to that? <laughs> and we, more than ever in this church, need to fast this coming January. There's so many things that God's getting ready to do that we need to be prepared for. Many things that we need, and we need to be fasting. So as the leaders of the church, we're calling the church to a corporate fast. So the first of all, God says, is this not a fast that I have chosen? And here's, some of the, here's the things. He says, number one, to loose the bonds, to go free. To loose those bonds that you may be set free. 
things that uh, you, you may have liked to have laid down in your life or, you, or you're having a problem unable to, maybe, maybe smoking. Maybe you've tried to lay down and stop smoking, and, but you just couldn't be able to, you hadn't been able to do it. Well, then try fasting. Uh, maybe it's just sweets and you don't want to eat a lot of sweets. I mean, I, I used to eat a lot, and, I, and, and when they get around, I've got a problem. Sometimes I can just look at it and kind of lust for a minute and be able to turn it away and go away, but sometimes I can't. But, so, I don't know, you might, need, you might need something like that, just for, for health purposes even. But the scripture here, it said, not necessarily those things but which is fine it says loose the bonds of wickedness so you can name any kind of sin any kind of besetting sin any kind of thing that may have been bound you even in the past that still comes up your thought life whatever that might be you know or sin that it might be this is something you can do to break in your fasting well pastor you ever done that yes i have it's been on my list more than once so put it on your list. God wants to see that. You know, when you, when you fast and pray and, and you fast for that purpose, you're, you're just demonstrating to God how serious you are, that you're serious about it. And when you're serious about it, God's serious about it, and there's deliverance coming your way. Undo the heavy burdens. Fasting to solve problems, problems in your finances, maybe problems in your marriage, problems in the jobs, any kind of type problems. To undo the heavy burdens. He says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. When it comes heavy, then uh, what God wants you to do is be free of that. When it seems like it's hopeless, when it seems like there's no way out, God will deal with it in an instant with those things that you have been struggling with for weeks or months or even years in that time of fast. Uh, so you, you, you go to Him and, and your prayer and fasting and pray and fast for the heavy burdens to be undone. The next phrase, to let the oppressed go free. Now that could be that uh, you're praying for revival, fasting, praying for a move of God. And boy, we need that in America. We need it in the, ch- in the church. Praying and fasting for others that you know, or your own children, your own family members, people that you know and love that are close to you. They're, not, they're, they're out in darkness and they need to be set free then you pray and fast that the oppressed be set free, that they be brought forth out of that darkness into light. The next thing, break every yoke. Stress, emotional, um, emotional strain. I was reading uh, just the other day an article, and, and uh, there was a city council, and, and I don't remember which specific city it was, and, and they're having turmoil, you know, they're, they're, the, the young adults uh, are fighting in the c- cities, you know, and of course people places like Chicago and all those, you know, more people being killed there than they are in Afghanistan, uh, just in that one city, you know, and, and, and these city councils are having a problem with all this violence, and the violence is increasing, increasing, you know, we can, oh, don't go down that bunny trail, anyway, uh, the violence is increasing, and uh, so they, 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 they got together and they said, it's, 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 a, it's a, mental, a mental problem. And, and we, we need a psychiatrist. We need help to, 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 to get our young people in this city. And they put together some kind of resolution. It was unanimous. They're going to bring in psychiatrists. We know that's not the answer. Train up a child in the way he should go. Turn to the Word of God and the truth. Put the Bible back into school. Those kind of things will will disappear. Put prayer back in the school. Those things will disappear. you got an opportunity to say amen right now. Go ahead. All right. That's what we need. Okay. So 
uh, but to break those yokes, fast and praying for those yokes, where the, the stress and the mental, mental anguish or emotional strain and so forth, to, to, for God to break that in our lives and those around about us. Share your bread is the other one, the next phrase, to, fasting for that, to help others, to be able to give and to give to others and to share the word of God and uh, to share them the word of God and the word of truth. This is the fast that God has chosen. And in Isaiah 58, verse 8, now, the next verse, it says, Then your light shall break forth like the morning, your healing shall spring forth speedily, and your righteousness shall, shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Now, let's look at those things. First of all, it said, Then your light shall break forth. Your life, your light shall break forth. The lights are going to be turned on. You know, you ever feel like you're just in darkness? You don't know what's going on? You, you just, you, you don't know uh, uh, what to do? You don't, there, there's decisions to be made? You don't know the answer to those decisions? Fasting for a clearer uh, insight and, and in decision making and better understanding. Let's look at Daniel chapter 9. Daniel chapter 9 and verse 22 and 23. We're going to look and see what happened to Daniel. And he was praying, seeking God for the whole nation of Israel, or all of their people, and what the future would bring. And, and he was seeking God, and an angel came to him and spoke to him. And here's what he said. And he informed me and talked with me and said, O oh, Daniel, I have now come forth to give you skill to understand. And then in verse 23, At the beginning of your supplication, the commandment went out, and I came, I have come to tell you, for you are greatly beloved. Therefore, consider the matter and understand the vision. First of all, you need to realize and understand that some of the things that you're dealing with in your life, there's more than just you or your family involved. There's a supernatural realm around you, and there's a supernatural realm that's against you and hates you and wants you destroyed and to bring pain in your life. And of course, that's the demonic realm. And the first thing the angel said, angel said, when you first started, he, he was fasting for 21 days, where the Daniel fast, you know, anyway, he, he, when he first started praying, he was praying, and he said, when you first began, he was sent. So the angel was, was uh, there was warfare, spiritual warfare. So there's spiritual warfare that will take place. When you begin to fast and pray. But you don't have to worry about that. You're just going forward. God will take care of it. Daniel wasn't concerned about that. He was, it, was just, it was just happening. And the angel was just letting him know. You know, I could, I could have been here on day one. But, you know, there was some issues getting here. All right? So, uh, so there's a warfare that's going on. But when the angel comes, said, I come to give you understanding. Come to give you insight so you can understand what's going on. So what happens in this case, and when you're praying, you're praying God to give you. And this is different than problem solving. It's not the same as trying praying for, for a problem that you have. It's praying for those kind of decision-making processes. As you're coming down the road and here's a fork in the road and you've got to make a decision. You're going this way or that way. I've got some in front of me right now. I need to know what to do. I've already begun to seek God. I'm already crying out to God. I don't like some of the options out there either. Okay? <laughs> but the point is, I need to hear from God. Because if I hear from God and I go the way He says, then everything's going to be all right. You may be looking at, well, who are you going to marry? That's a big decision. That's going to make, that's a lasting decision. You may be looking at, where am I going to go to school, go to college? Am I going to take this job or that job? Decision making. You, you come to that fork and you don't know which way to go. 
So you begin to seek God and take Him in His Word, and your light shall break forth. And those, uh, the thing that you're looking for, uh, uh, God will answer and bring forth. Your healing shall spring forth. My, my, my. Healing in your body. You're healing, you, know, you can fast and pray for healing for someone else that you love, for their healing and health to come forth. Fast and pray and seeking God for that in your own life. And God promises that your healing shall, bring, shall, shall spring forth. And we get serious with God and fasting about it. The next phrase, your righteousness shall go before you. Your righteousness shall go before you. It's easy to get cold or lukewarm in our experience with God. And have I had this on my list before? Yes, I have. Lord, set a fire under me. I need the fire to burn. I need to burn again. I need to burn brighter than ever before. You may want to just, well, God, do in me, and may I, may I be like I was when I first got saved, set free, delivered, when I first got going, you know, before I got used to some of these things. You know, begin to, you know, this is something else that you can pray about, and God promises that your righteousness shall go before you. And you get serious enough to deny yourself in the physical realm, here's what happens. It is amazing what God will do in your soul uh, spiritually. It's amazing what He will do. And to change you. Men have fasted and prayed in their testimonies and women and some of them for life. Life changing. Your whole life can totally, literally be changed from a, a real serious fast and seeking out God. The, uh, the next phrase, the Lord will be your rear guard. Fasting for the glory of the Lord to protect you from the evil one, protect you from those things that are, would come around about you. Here in Matthew chapter 17, I, I, we're not going to read all that. They can throw it up on the board real quick if they want to. But uh, basically, the, the, uh, uh, you can write that down, but the, the, they couldn't heal this kid. They couldn't get him set free. They brought him to Jesus. But he ended up in, that la- in the last part of that, in that verse, the last verse on the slide there, verse... Uh, 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 verse 21 it says, however, this kind goes not out except by prayer and fasting. It says, you can have faith and a lot of great things go happen, but this kind, meaning that when, with the demonic oppression and the powers that are there that have grasped people, they are issues in people's lives. It may be in our own life. It may be on someone that we love. It may be a young person that's that your child that has gotten into things and doors has opened up and there's demonic strongholds in their life and somebody's got to set them free. Somebody can set them free. And you, that person, you can set them free. Take some time, prayer and fast, and seek God. He'll show you what to do. He'll open the door. And you can break the power of that over that individual. And you'll see what happens in their lives. So it's important that we understand that God has promised us some great things here. You can keep continue there to look. In Isaiah 58, verse 9, it says, Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry, and He will say, Here am I. Thank God. Then, then. When you do this, then. Here's what God will do. He will hear your voice, and He will hear your cry. And when God hears your voice and hears your cry, you know things is going to happen. You know that they went. He don't ignore his people. He loves his people. He cares for them. He moves in behalf to set them free and to answer their prayers. Okay, so how do we specifically, or how do we start? How do we start 
with our prayer when we fast. Psalms 24. I want you to look at Psalms 24 verse 3. It says, Who may ascend to the hill of the Lord? Who may stand in the holy place? When you go into prayer and fasting, you're ascending the hill of the Lord. You're going to go into the holy place of God. Isn't that right? That's what we want to do. So he said, who's going to go there? Next verse says, He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from God, the God of his salvation. The one who has a clean hands and a pure heart. Well, how do, what do you mean clean hands? I'm going to go wash my hands. Next week you're going to find out what that really means when he talks about clean hands. In the tabernacle, the laver, uh, Daryl Johnson is going to be preaching about the tabernacle and the different pieces and what they represent. It's a type of cleansing. It is cleansing. It's representative of that. Having a clean hands and a clean heart. Well, okay. Why do I... Okay, I'm going to start this thing out with clean hands and, and a pure heart. Pure heart? Oh my, that sounds... That sounds... Well, what do I do? Well, we do the same thing that Daniel did in verse, chapter 9, verse 20. It says, Now while I was speaking, praying, and confessing my sin, and the sin of my people Israel, and presented my supplications before the Lord my God for the holy mountain of God. First thing he did, he confessed his sin and the sins of others. He confessed his sins, the sins of his nation, the sins of his people. He confesses, so you go before God and you begin to confess your sins before Him. This is how you go before Him. This is how you enter in. This is how you have the clean hands and a pure heart. And you come forth with repentance. Fasting wages a war against the lust of the flesh, against selfishness, rebellion, pride, and all that Satan throws at us and all that our flesh throws at us. The war goes on. And it starts right there at the beginning. And you come before Him with repentance and clean hands and a pure heart. So if you want to be changed, if you want God to hear you in your fasting, if you want His glory and His power, if you want to please Him, then you must start with a heart of repentance and forgiveness. Forgiving every person. Forgiving every politician you know forgiving every person that's done you wrong, every relationship that went bad, forgiving and releasing every individual. You, When you start your fast and you go in that manner, it opens the door for all those blessings and other things that we've already talked about. When you fast, keep these spiritual purposes, spiritual principles in mind when you fast and do them. Here's what God is saying to us in our last verse here in Joel chapter 2, verse 12. Now therefore, says the Lord, turn to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and mourning. So rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for He is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness. And He... Relents from doing harm. That's pretty intense. 
Yes, it is. Seek Him with all your heart. Fasting, weeping, mourning. Everybody stand. That last verse there may be more intense than you may be used to or hear about when thinking about the things of God. But church, that's the way it really is. When you truly know your God, when you truly begin to to find out who He is and what He is and begin to ask Him what He wants and what He desires, He begins to show you who and what you are. As you begin to have revelation of who and what He is. And when you begin to see in who and what you are, you realize you're in lack and need of His character, His nature, all that He is. And He says, I'm here to give all that I am to you. My life to you. And then there is weeping and mourning before God. But joy comes in the morning. We seek Him with our whole heart. We rend our heart, not our garments to be seen, but our heart before God. We go into our room and shut the door and cry out to Him and pray and seek His face. Today, if we sat down and made a list, we'd have to use a book here to list all the different things of every individual in here that would be needed. That we, would, that we need to see God move in. That doesn't daunt God one iota. And some of us here, there's some heavy things that need to be set free of. Yokes and burdens and bonds that need to be broken. There's revival. There's the fire of God. There's all of this that... that, that that God wants to do and set free here today. Now, I want you to be prepared to be prepared. Next week, message is also going to continue to prepare us for this fast that we're going into. You're going to see and understand some things, and God's going to speak in your heart. Today, if there's something in your life, first of all, if you're going to fast, you've got to make that commitment to fast. You've got to make that decision to fast. Do it without thinking about do it without thinking about not eating. It makes it a lot easier. <laughs> if you start to think, oh, i got to eat, cast that down, and then make your decision, you're going to fast. Choose to fast. But right now, this morning, I'm going to ask you to bow your heads, and we're going... I'm going to ask you to raise your hands. If there's something in your life, or something you'd like to see done in this time of fast... Now, church, when we pray, I'm going to be praying for me, but I'm going to be praying for you. Others are going to be praying for you. We're going to be praying for this congregation and all that our needs, one of another's needs, praying for each other. And if there's something that you would like to see God move in, something that you're concerned about, I want you to lift your hand right now. Just lift your hand up right now. And we're going to pray. It matters not how much of praying or fasting and all that. I just don't want you to get into guilt or anything like that during the time of fast. But understand, your brothers and sisters are going to be praying with you. There might be someone here that's going to go all 21, night, 21 days and they're going to just break through for all of us. Praise God for you. But we're going to do our part. And we're going to hear the Lord and do our part. And you're going to bring that thing to Him. Let's begin to take it to Him right now. Heavenly Father, I pray over this congregation right now. I pray over these people.
Lord God, during this fast, and Father, I pray a prayer of deliverance to break every yoke, every bondage, the bonds of wickedness, to break the, the yokes of the enemy and the evil one, that the glory of the Lord may come forth in every person's life. In Jesus' name. I break the power of that right now. Now, I come against the enemy's, the enemy's plan to try to abort any person here from receiving that answer in deliverance. From this time of corporate fasting within this body of believers, I take authority over that plan. I call it null and void. I bind it right now and I loose every individual from that right now in Jesus' name. God will have His way and we will have our way in the power of God in time of fasting and prayer to see these things take place in our lives and in our, our walk with God. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we break it off. And, Lord, we thank You for liberty and freedom. The warfare that would come, we just break it off. Lord, seal it off. Send forth Your angels, Lord. Protection, power, and keeping our rear guard, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And Your protection, Lord, to keep from the hindrances of the enemy. All we've got to say is, get behind me, flesh. Get behind me, Satan. Get behind me, and it's done in Jesus' name. And, Father, we just thank You for the victory and the power of Almighty God, in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Again, I want to encourage you to fast and to be thinking about this. Pray and ask God what He wants you to do, how you want to go back. Go through the paperwork. Go through the Scriptures. There's a lot there that will minister to you just on that one piece of page on the front and the back. Just go through that and take a look at that.